Holy God, may all that we do and say in this day be well and good in your sight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So sometimes I wonder if I was born in the wrong era. I have always had a love for the 1950s. No doubt brought on by my love of Elvis Presley that I have had ever since I was 11 years old. My oldest sister got her first job out of college with Ford Motor Company in Memphis, Tennessee. So of course, upon our first family visit, Graceland was on the itinerary. And I wanted nothing to do with that. Why in the world would I want to go tour a dead man's home? Well, what can I say? It was love at first sight for me. And I think at times my parents may have regretted ever taking me there in the first place. I was drawn in by Elvis's music and was soon captivated by the romance of the 1950s. Poodle skirts, sock hops, soda joints, and Thunderbird convertibles. And of course, Elvis was the symbol of teenage rebellion as rock and roll was seen by some as the devil's music. And the way he moved and danced was certainly unbecoming of any properly behaved gentleman. Following close on the heels of Elvis was James Dean being the rebel without a cause, which perhaps when one thinks of the word rebel may immediately have visions of black leather and motorcycles. So Kelly and I on Sunday or on Saturday evenings have been doing these live chats on Facebook and I don't know if you happened to catch us yesterday we each shared one of our rebellious moments and mine was honestly pretty lame but it occurred to me last night after the fact that I have another rebellious moment that I would like to share with you all this morning. And I'm going to call out my good friend, Laura, sitting in the back. Laura and I are director of communications and technology here. We grew up together. We've known each other since we were three. And uh, one day when we were in middle school, we decided that we were going to go see a movie. And what we did, we went to the movie theater, we got dropped off by our parents. We were probably 12 or 13 years old. I don't remember. We bought tickets to go see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. But what we promptly did instead was sneak our way in to an R-rated movie. <laughs> Point Break with Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. That may be the most rebellious thing I have ever done. Now the funny thing is about that story <laughs> is maybe 10 years or so ago, the last time the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was back out, Laura and I went to the movies, bought a ticket to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and promptly took ourselves to an R-rated movie instead, <laughs> just for the nostalgia of it all. So I'm sure we all have some sort of idea or vision in our head of a person or a cause or a movement that defines the word rebel or rebellion. According to dictionary.com, the word rebel as a noun is defined as a person who resists any authority, control, or tradition. Doesn't this define Jesus to a T? And doesn't it also define his followers and leaders of the early church, especially as we heard the story of Peter and John and their acts of rebellion towards the religious authorities? 
Resurrection rebels, Peter and John, they just couldn't keep their mouths shut, could they? They just couldn't follow the orders of the religious elite regardless of threats of jail time. And it captivates our imaginations, wondering if we too would have found the, the ability to do the same if we found ourselves in a similar situation. The history of Jesus' disciples is truly an incredible story, and so much about them and their humanity is so relatable. Time and time again throughout the four Gospels, we see this ragtag group of guys just flounder and make mistakes left and right. We watch them struggle with their own belief and faith and understanding, even when Jesus himself is right there in their midst, performing miraculous healings, raising people from the dead, walking on water, feeding thousands with the boys' lunch, commanding the wind and the waves to do his bidding. And they are witnesses to it all, yet they still couldn't seem to fully grasp who Jesus really was. So this right here, should give us all a little hope for ourselves on those days when we struggle with our own faith and belief. And yet, the change in the disciples was startling and profound. They went from being scaredy cats to being rebels, ready to defy any authority that got in their way of teaching and preaching the good news of the risen Christ, even if it meant jail time, beatings, or even death. These guys were not rebellious by nature, by any means, until the empty tomb. And because of that, they could not keep quiet. This is the eventual result of Peter's declaration of Jesus as Lord after Jesus asked him, who do you say that I am? And this is Peter's way of saying, this is who I say you are, Jesus. I said you were the Messiah, and now I truly believe it to the depth of my soul and with every inch of my being. And this is the only way I know how to act. I cannot remain silent. This was Peter's only possible response to the truth that was laid out before him. And that truth led him to defy authorities, go against the grain of tradition, dismiss any threats on his life. His rebellion was worth it because Jesus was worth it. And I love the sense and logic that Gamaliel, one of the Pharisees, brought to the council of those wishing to punish Peter and John and the other apostles. If their movement is of human origin, it will not last, he said. Yet, if this movement is God's plan, then nothing you do to these men will thwart God. And here we are, more than 2,000 years later, and nothing has been able to thwart God's plan for his church, thanks to our resurrection rebels. Yet, God is still in need of rebels to ensure the growth of his kingdom here on earth. And that is where we all get to play a part in this story. How is it that we 
disciples of Jesus Christ in the year 2021 proclaim with our lives, with our words and with our actions, that Jesus is who he says he is. As believers of the resurrection, we must now live our lives in a manner that reflects the reality of the empty tomb. But how do we do that? Sometimes it is definitely easier said than done. Will we rebel against those who tell us to keep our faiths to ourselves? Will we rebel against a tradition that no longer holds the same value in the 21st century as it once held in years past? Will we rebel against systems that have been put in place to hurt others? Will we rebel against those who misuse truth and facts for their own personal gain? Yes, maybe. Perhaps we will be called to rebel in such ways. But I also believe we can reflect the truth of the empty tomb with our lives by loving others, by kindness, by inviting friends to church, by spending time in conversation with God, by revering the elderly, by celebrating differences, by searching for truth before making assumptions, by reading the Bible, by valuing life, by giving what you can monetarily and with your time, and by sharing the story of Jesus and his love for all. Thankfully, we live in a time and a place and a country where we cannot be persecuted for our religious beliefs and that we are free to worship as we please because other rebels have gone before us and have done the hard work, whether they were resurrection rebels of the Bible or rebels for democracy. Yet, of course, we still know there is a lot of work yet to be done. We live in a fallen world, and that will always be the case until Jesus comes back again. But there is also joy to be had as we follow Jesus through this adventure of life. And be prepared, because there may be times where he will ask us to resist authority or control or tradition for his sake and for the sake of his kingdom. So go ahead. You have his permission. Be a rebel. Be a resurrection rebel. Amen. <laughs>